Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, this past week, as, as most of you know, uh, we took a group of our youth down to uh, Kentucky on a mission trip to serve one of the poorest areas in the United States. It's uh, an area uh, that is part of the, the Appalachian region bordering West Virginia and Kentucky, and we were on the, the Kentucky side. And one of the things that we learned while we were down there was that uh, 50% of the people in that area live paycheck to paycheck, and a third of the people there live below the poverty line, which means that they um, make, I think the number they gave us was about $1,000 a month. So you're talking about people that are living on a, uh, below means, um, not having enough really to make it. Most of the people there did not have enough to, to really make it from uh, week to week. Some of them were extremely secluded uh, and really were in desperate need of help. Someone asked, like, why would you, you know, we, we went into this house and um, there was 11 people living there. And uh, we were able to, like, the group that I was working with was able to put down some flooring and, and sheetrock to, to make a room for uh, the grandmother and one of the grandchildren because they have another child on the way. Uh, in the next few months. So, but these people were out there like an hour away from just about anything. Uh, one of the, the things that struck me while we were out there is I didn't see really any grocery stores that we would consider grocery stores. And in one of the counties that we were serving in, they described that, <clears throat> I think the county was, it was massive. It was like 256 square miles. It was huge. And they said there was one grocery store that we would consider by our standards a grocery store in that entire uh, region. So imagine having to, to travel uh, by car hours to get to a place where you could buy food. Now, if I can take you back 2,000 years ago, I want you to see this group of people that um, didn't have cars. They didn't have a way to get somewhere by car within a few hours but they would have had to either walk or take donkey in order to get to a place where they could get food. And it would probably take them at least half a day, uh, if not longer, to be able to reach a place where they could get something to eat. And so Jesus looks out and he sees these people that are secluded and in need of help. And, uh, and he tells his disciples, give them something to eat. Now, one of the images that hopefully or may come to your mind is the Israelites in the wilderness when Moses had led them out of Israel and they were in the wilderness and they were learning to rely on God's provision through the manna that he was providing to them day by day. And in fact, they couldn't have traveled like a day's or several day journey for them would have only taken them back to Egypt, to slavery. And so God is providing for them 
day by day in the wilderness there. You can imagine they must have had some sort of temptation to stock up on resources. And yet God tells them, every day you're going to take just what you need for that day. Except on the day before the Sabbath, you're going to take two portions. Because on the Sabbath, the menna will not be sent. You'll eat from the day before. So you can imagine on Sunday, the day after the Sabbath for them, some of the folks might have been tempted to, well, he just did it yesterday. He allowed it yesterday. Why don't we take just a little bit more today? We know that God provided for us yesterday and the day before and the day before that, but is he going to continue to really provide for us? Or do we have to take things into our own hands? God was teaching them to trust in him day after day. And that's something that I think we need to work on ourselves as a people is not to be so fixated on the future, what may or may not happen, but learning to walk by faith today and take hold of what he's providing for us. You know, one of the biggest difficulties for many of us is learning to trust and learning to accept in our own limited capacity that we actually can't meet all of our own needs, that there are some things beyond our control and that there are some things beyond our capability. For some folks, that drives them absolutely mad because we have come to a place and a time where we can have whatever we want when we want it at our fingertips. If we want to eat something, easy access. If we want to order something, we've got it within 24 hours. If we want to look up something, within seconds. We have gotten so used to having and being in control that this is really challenging for most of us. Many people want to show how strong and independent they are and how they can do it without help from anyone. But most, hopefully most of us, have learned at some point that there are things well beyond our control. With material needs, many people worry about the economy. They don't know what's going to happen. Just a few years ago, the economy pretty much collapsed and people weren't sure about to and people weren't sure how they were going to get food or toilet paper, right? People just didn't know how they were going to get their material needs. For some of us, we've learned to trust in God as physically we may have gotten sick or lost loved ones. Emotionally, as we've gotten anxious. And spiritually, this is perhaps where we really need to come to. Spiritually, as we've come to realize that the inner abyss in our heart that is trying to fill itself with so many other things can only be satisfied and filled with the presence of Christ. In Philippians chapter 4, St. Paul says, My God, and I love how he personalizes my God. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When, when God provides, he provides in abundance. When God provides, it's according to his riches. That means that there's always not just enough, there's more than enough. 
He supplies according to his riches when he feeds the masses. Not only is everyone satisfied and filled, but there's 12 baskets of food that are left over in this morning's gospel. There's always more than enough. I love Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Right? God provides according to my needs. Not always according to my wants, but according to my needs. He takes care of the lilies of the field, takes care of the birds, the sparrows. He will absolutely take care of our needs. I won't be in need of anything because it's He who provides. He is my Father who seeks to care for me. This past week, that woman that I mentioned to you who had 11 people living in her home. She told me the story about how she was married for 15 years. After 15 years, about five years ago, her husband just up one day, walked out, left her. And um, she moved, she ended up moving to a house two hours away so that she could also make provision for her daughters and their husbands and all the grandchildren that she had. The day we were leaving, that poor woman said to me, I thank the Lord because he really provides for all that I need. Sometimes we don't have as much as we think we should have, but how beautiful it is when we can look and say, Lord, I thank you for all that you have given me. You've given me according to what I need. And so one of the challenges that we face, especially I would say in the West, is that we have been shaped and trained to always chase the buck. We've been trained and formed in such a way where we always need just a bit more. If we just have a little bit more, we'll be just fine. If we have just a little bit more, we'll be satisfied. If we have just a little bit more, then we can slow down, then we can go to church, then we can go visit our, our mom, then we can check on our grandma. If we have just a little bit more, then we can take care of our health, then we can start reading the Bible. If we just have a little bit more, then we can get started with the things that are really the essentials in life. Sometimes the issue is that we let ourselves down because we're always just wanting a little bit more. We have this really kind of neat game that, that showed this. This last Tuesday night while we, were, while we were there in Kentucky, we got split up into four different groups and we didn't know what group we were going to be in. And we thought, you know, you know, the marshmallow and the spaghetti game, you put them together, you try to build the higher style. We all thought we were stepping into that game for those who have played it before. This was a very different game. There was buckets with spaghetti and marshmallows, but then the, the, on the cover, it said there were four different groups. One had not enough, one had just enough, one had just a little bit more than enough, and one had more, way more than enough. And what was interesting is as we were going through there was the temptation for some of the groups to just want to hold on and hoard their materials. To just, well, you never know when you're going to want it. They were so fixated on building the biggest and most beautiful tower that they missed out on the opportunity of realizing that what they might have actually needed was to give in order to be blessed. To give in order to have. To give in order to receive. 
And so I think part of the, what we find here in the gospel is that we are, like Jesus is teaching us through this, this gospel that, by the way, this is the fifth Sunday of the Coptic month, and every fifth Sunday of the Coptic month, we always read the feeding of the multitudes because it's a, a message that the church wants to make sure that we know that we need to learn to rely and trust in God to provide for our provision. I worry as a community that we will continue to chase success in the world and we will sell our eternal life for finding success and satisfaction in the world. Now, part of the issue is that sometimes when we have, when we have too much, we don't see God's faithfulness around us. Sometimes when we have so much, we get really distracted by all that God is doing. <laughs> it's amazing when you go to places where people don't have, how much they're able to see God's blessing and his faithfulness. When, when we were down there in Elkhorn City, Kentucky, I felt at some point that I was, reminded me of being in uh, some of the villages in Egypt where the level of poverty is so high, but people are so grateful for how much God has abundantly blessed them. And I'm like, man, sometimes I think maybe the issue is not that we don't have enough. It's that maybe we have a little bit too much and we've come to rely on those things that now we do for ourselves. Revelation chapter 3, a passage that many of you know. It's a beautiful passage. Well, it's a very strong image where the Lord says, because you are neither hot or cold, you're lukewarm, I vomit you out, right? Well, I don't mean beautiful, but I mean it's a really powerful image where people can like act this thing out of God vomiting people out because they're too lukewarm. And then the next passage after that, which I think people uh, maybe are not as familiar with, is in verse 17. He says, because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and you have need of nothing. Right? And that's, that's part of the thing is sometimes we feel like I've got everything under control. I don't, I'm not in need of anything from God. I'm just fine where I'm at. And by the way, we never really say it, right? But it's a subtle thing that sometimes can take hold of our hearts. I want to tell you one more story that I think hopefully will, will, will be a, an encouragement for you from um, one of the gentlemen that I met down there on why it is that it's important for us to remember God's faithfulness. Because the truth is, guys, God provides. God is providing day by day. It's simply that we sometimes, we just forget. So the day that we were leaving, one of the, the gentlemen that we were working with, he, um, his, his mother had fallen and broken her hip. And... Um, and so, you know, he said, she's, uh, she's in the hospital. She's having surgery right now, so I've got to run. And I asked, her her na- I asked him her name. He told me, I said, I'll add her to my prayer list. And he says, I just want one more person for you to add to my prayer list. And I said, sure. He said, uh, my wife. And uh, he said, you know, 15 years ago, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. 
And I just said to the Lord, Lord, I can't raise these kids without her. And uh, just help me so that I don't have to raise these kids without her. And he said, the Lord provided that for me. He said, I wish though I would have prayed for a lifetime because my kids are grown up and one of them's married, the other one's about to get married, the third one is an adult, she's taking care of herself. He said, but man, like I wish, he goes, he started laughing, he goes, I should have asked for a hundred years from the Lord. He said, but you know what? So beautiful. He said, the Lord provided us 15 years where it allowed us to really draw closer to him. He said, as much as I want her in my life for the rest of my life, he said, if she dies, I know she'll be in the Lord. I know she'll be with the Lord. And I thought to myself, like, I wrote that down because I wanted to be reminded of this man's faithfulness. And I was so grateful that he didn't fixate on his wife's current condition, but on the faithfulness of God from 15 years ago. Because just so you know, people with stage four cancer usually don't make it more than a few years. And, um, and he never forgot God's faithfulness. And I think, y'all, one of the things that we need to do as a community when we reflect on God providing for those people in the wilderness is that God doesn't leave us in the wilderness of this world alone. He provides for our need, but we need to remember. We need to write things down and we need to remember. We need to do things to help us remember. One of the things that I really pray to God as a, as a, as a, as a people is that we do things to help us remember God's faithfulness, that we gather together to worship him on a weekly basis to remember God's faithfulness, that he continues to feed us the bread of life, the daily manna of life, the bread of tomorrow each time we gather together. And when we eat and consume according to what he provides for us, that reminds us God is faithful that he doesn't leave us here as orphans abandoned, that he provides according to not our wants, but according to our needs. This morning, I do want to encourage you to recognize and confess your need for Christ, your daily need for him, to draw close to him, to read the word of God, to pray each morning and each year, to pray throughout your day, to seek to pray without ceasing, to recognize your need for him, to draw close and to worship him on a weekly basis, to be satisfied by the true bread that he provides for us as we walk through the wilderness, to confess your need for him as you try to make decisions in life. Because if we don't want to use human wisdom, we want to use the godly wisdom that the Father of light provides for us if we just simply would ask of him with open hearts that he would provide according to our needs, that we would recognize our need for his presence here in our community. Because if he's not present in our community, then this will never be a place of healing. This will never be a, a source of nourishment for people spiritually. And it'll never provide for us as a community what it is that we truly need. Maybe not what we, some folks may have wanted, but what we truly need from him. This morning, please, as we stand and pray, open your heart and seek the Lord and confess to him your need for him this morning and ask him to fill you with his divine presence and commit yourself to seeking him out 
each day, each moment, each week, all throughout your life. All glory be to his name forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.